So, uh, Joe. Hey, bro. Uh, did we forget to introduce ourselves? We did. Um, <laughs> we just recorded the entire first episode of the show and didn't even introduce ourselves. I mean, that's not how we were raised. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the guy opposite me is Joe. I'm Joe. And you the are guy indeed. opposite me. Yes. But not actually. But kind of. Because. Yeah. Pandemic. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Dan. Yes, hello, it's me from uh, Let's Talk About Some Shit, a channel you don't even know about, but uh, hopefully you will after this. <laughs> yeah, bro. All right, should we talk some shit? Let's talk some shit. Let's do it. All right, you ready to talk about some shit? Yes! Yes! All right, hi, welcome to this thing that we're doing. So, um, yeah, this is Talking Shit. This is a podcast where we talk some shit. Uh, mostly about films, but uh, the name's vague because we're sporadic and just want to talk about whatever. I think, I think that covers it, doesn't it? Just riffing ri- is the prime. Riffing indeed. I have a guitar behind me and I'm ready to riff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, three Netflix films that have all kind of come out around the same time as each other. Uh, we're going to talk about Enola Holmes, <coughs> which is a film. Uh, we're going to talk about Project Power, which is another film, and we're going to talk about The Trial of the Chicago 7, which, believe it or not, is also a film. It's a film. It, You know, I, I was a bit unsure while watching it, but it is actually a film. I yeah. uh, I checked, to, I googled it. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> I, I, think, I think Chicago 7 is the best one. But... Oh, it's definitely the best one. I kind of left that <coughs> one till last, because I feel like we'll have the least fun things to say about it, other than that it's great. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. So um, so yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about. And I guess, yeah, we will uh jump right into Enola Holmes, which is hang on. Oh shit, I'm not organized. Let me pull up my notes. Enola Holmes. I do actually. I do actually. As Henry have notes. Cavill says. <laughs> yeah, do your Henry Cavill impression. I love it. Something about bums. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> I can't actually remember the quote now, but you know. Oh, I believe me, I remember. I went back and checked. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this is Enola Holmes. It's directed by uh, Harry Bradbeer, and it's written by Nancy Springer. And if you don't know who either of those names are, I don't fucking blame you, because I had no fucking clue. <laughs> Thank you for not blaming me. <laughs> well, I'd never do that. I'd never do that to you. <laughs> Uh, I legitimately have tabs open because I just Googled this before we started recording. Uh, that's that's how organized I am. So Harry Bradbeer has directed nothing of any significance. He's got like two films in 2002 that I don't fucking know and another one in 2003. But what he has done is he's directed a lot of really good episodes of uh, Fleabag. Have you, have you seen Fleabag? A uh, skinny tall woman. That is the <laughs> skinny tall woman who is droid, who is SJW in Solo. Yeah, she looks like she smells like a flea bag, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like very British? It's, oh, it's very British. It in the fact British, that it's it, sad. This is a British thing. It's yeah, it's a British thing. <laughs> it's sad, dark, everybody... and unwelcoming. <laughs> everybody, um, everybody on the set actually, it was a rule that they had to be sad for the whole time that they were filming. <laughs> that was just the uh, the general rule. But yeah, um, so yeah, Brad Beer, he's so that um kind of explains why it's a bit you know a bit sassy. It's a little bit little bit sassy, but also sassy. it's so it's written by Nancy Springer who. 
This is her first ever screenplay. She's actually only wrote like a bunch of weird young adult novels until this point, which, you Nancy. know, big Nancy. Yeah. Big Nancy. I'm trying to find Nancy Springer. What, like just in a crowd? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at. <laughs> There's nobody outside. There's a fucking what, pandemic. Hold on, she's 72. Blimey, blimey. Yeah. She wrote she's a sort of books gone. and then went, ah, fuck it, I'll write a film. Yeah, okay. Sure. So yeah, and it's uh starring uh Henry Cavill, uh Millie Bobby Brown <laughs> and other people who I can't be asked to look up again. The guy who plays Mycroft has been in things. Sam Claflin. Is that his name? Oh yeah, and there's Hel- Helena Bonham Carter. Oh from, yeah. From... She plays a, I, she yeah. she plays a mom, doesn't she? Yeah. Jesus, we from are Harry Potter acclaim. Thank thank you for reminding me of that. I legitimately forgot. Yeah, so. Oh my god. To be fair, I say I say Harry Potter acclaim, but um, she's been in so much more stuff. Yeah, she's been in which is so like in- every, ignorant. Yeah. She played um, she played the bloody innkeeper's wife in Les Mis. Have you seen that? Uh, singing. Yeah, she's like master <laughs> of the ass. <laughs> was, was it Robert um, Cr- Summit Crow? What's his name? Robert in, Crow. In um, Les Mis. You mean Russell Crow? Yeah, starts with an R. <laughs> I mean, you're close. Yeah, it was just yeah. before he hit his fat stage. And he had that fa- not or like a famous scene where did did he actually sing well or was it just trash? Right, I legitimately, I'm not even kidding. I was watching something to do with Les Mis, and um, I legitimately was trying to tell uh, my sister. I was like, no, this. I was like, he's not bad. He's just Russell Crowe, and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's never out of tune. I mean, obviously it's auto tuned and fixed in post, but it just feels weird. Just. Go go listen to just one of his sh- songs. It's really uh, uh, it's very strange. But yeah, anyway, we're getting off topic. Sidetracked. Um, what did you think of Enola Holmes then? What did you think? Uh, the character. Um, like... I meant the film, but you know, if you if you really I mean, want to talk about your love for her, go on. To be fair, when I think of the film, I just think of like Millie, Millie Bobby Brown. Um, well, I mean, she is the main of, character. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, but um. <laughs> Like well, well, I've said this already, but it's her presence on screen, and yeah, I think, yeah. To be fair, I think she carries it. Oh, big time! Yeah. Obviously, she's in every scene of the movie. She is the title <laughs> of the movie, but um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. She's 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 good. She's, she's good. honestly, I th- I was really like, I mean, as if I was going to be surprised. And, you know, she's incredible in Stranger Things, and just uh but like she was just ridiculously charming and fun and she but she never felt like i always felt like that she never felt too overplayed like she never felt like this is strong female character who is strong because feminism like it just felt like that's she just played it off like yeah like it was believable you know what i mean yeah especially with like she can she's still considered a child actor well yeah pretty so and I don't know. If you look young, you're considered like Tom Holland. He like he's, he's little like, baby boy. <laughs> yeah, he's still considered like a teenager, even though he's like twenties now. And he's playing Nathan Drake. For the... <laughs> don't get but, me started. Know, yeah. It doesn't work. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I thought she was great, and I think Henry Cavill as Sherlock, despite the fact that he's like the size of a fucking tank, he <laughs> um, 
he's still you, yeah he's great you can see his muscles rippling underneath yeah, I, his I remember suit <laughs> not even not even just through his through his shirt through, <laughs> through three layers of clothing you can see his huge muscles <laughs> like i remember because we um we watched this together and i remember telling you i was like they are putting him in really baggy shirts to try and cover up the fact that he's huge yeah. i'm like but he's so huge that you can still see an outline through the baggy shirts <laughs> Uh, but think, it was never yeah. distracting. Like it was just, you know, it's it's a dumb fun film. So like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, well, what, we, we, what are we trying to do? Put a, put a man down for having cute jobs? <laughs> yeah. How dare we, you be we, big, we, Henry? We can't do that. How, how how dare you be fit? How dare, how dare you, you be, be so sexy? strong and good looking? <laughs> and and a good male role model for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, he hasn't I think... done any do- dodgy things. Yeah, no, never. I mean, you know, there's always but tomorrow yeah. to come, but. Never. He's a gamer. Of course he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um yeah, no, so I, I knew I did I knew we were kind of on the same page that, you know, this film isn't gonna win awards or there's nothing there's nothing incredibly special about it, but it's not it's better than average. Like it's good, it's it's fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the um the fourth wall breaking stuff was re- that really worked for me. Like it can come off as really cheesy sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. I Yeah. yeah. I spoke to someone about it, and they they didn't like the fourth wall stuff. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's if you're going to have a, you know, a script that has quite a lot of exposition, I feel like it's one of the best ways to do it. Like, especially, I mean, don't get me wrong, if it wasn't Millie Bobby Brown, it'd probably be bad. But, I mean, yeah. she just hits that perfect line of, like, it's exposition, but it's she's being charming, and she puts her own personality in it. Kind of, I feel like it really works pretty well. Yeah, like, it... I think this the person that I talked to is they they thought it was jarring, but really I I, I didn't think so because it it was introduced from the very start like yeah that's the the opening the absolute, line is yeah yeah the very start of the film so it was just kind of a thing that you were introduced to, and it was you know it was just part of part of the film the whole way through yeah yeah oh and I am um, sorry I should have pointed this out at top we're just gonna talk spoilers for all of these because. They're on Ooh. Netflix, you know. If you want to, if you want to see them, you'd see them. We put them in the title. Don't add us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, so just we're gonna talk spoilers. Um, so yeah, there is a line in this film that I wrote down in my notes, <laughs> and I think you know what it is. There's a there is a scene where Henry Cavill is trying to he's trying to reconnect with his sister Anola, um, and they're sitting at this tree, and he's trying to. Because they haven't seen each other for years. Oh, and he, yeah. Yeah, and he's trying to, like, you know, say, oh, this is how you used to act, all sweet and whatever. <laughs> and the first thing is about, like, how she used to carry around a little, like, uh, fake pet mouse with her everywhere. And you're like, oh, cute. Yeah. And then he's like, you refuse to wear any clothes and your bare naked bum would be <laughs> walking uh. around the house. And me and you were both like, um... <laughs> oh, you know how I said, has Henry Cavill done anything wrong? <laughs> We, we we need to ask someone whether that that was in the script. Yeah, or he wanted that added in for his personal <laughs> his personal enjoyment. The weird thing is, is that he has a weird and creepy smirk on his face when he says it. But I know that's just because his natural like look is like you know he's like he's like a smiley guy, but it comes <laughs> off as creepy. <laughs> he's uh, yeah. He, and he the fact that she doesn't. Yeah, yeah, long, and like but... she doesn't react in a like shocked or horrified like comedic way. She just kind of sits back like yeah, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, but um, unless, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, but, what were you gonna say? So uh, unless back in back in the old days, 
Um, <laughs> Uh, it was commonplace it was to commonplace. walk around bare naked with, <laughs> and your bum, later, with your bum. And years later, compliment your sister on it. Yeah, I think that, oh. that was probably a that was probably a standard social practice back in those days. <laughs> oh man! So, um, uh, the male um guy—I don't even remember his name—but the Timothy Chalamet-looking dude. Uh, what did you uh, think? Tewksbury. Was that his name? Lord 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 Tewksbury. That was it. Yeah. As as. Uh, what did you uh, think? Because uh, that role can definitely be a bit hard to get right in like a. Uh, I mean, this is I'd, it's kind of a young adult film, I'd say, and like it's yeah. very easy to write in. You know, the love in when you, when you're switching the traditional roles of like you know. The the man is kind of the lead, and the woman comes along, and they bicker, but then they fall in love. It, when you switch that round, it's very, it's even harder to get right, I think, because a lot of the time, just it's always just this weird flirting thing where the guy's way too forward, and but yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, what did yeah. you think? Um, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really care for him to be honest. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I didn't like the any of the relationships the stuff it was it. too fast wasn't it? it yeah it was way too uh, fast it's like what it's like a two-hour film but two hours and one minute uh, I, d- I don't know if i want to say they're trying to like do to like juggle too many things and that's why you can't that's that's that, why you think but, it moved too yeah really fast but yeah how uh, i don't know yeah, it's how like, important was it really? Like, well, the thing is, is that it's important for the end of the film, like that well, yeah. death fake out that we will <laughs> talk about. Um, like, it's important that you care about him, and I, I cared about him as a character, I think, but I didn't, I didn't really buy the relationship, and it wasn't so much as every time it was on screen, I was like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, I just, yeah. it, it, I feel like it was serviceable, like it worked. But I feel like they skipped to the admiring each other too much. Like, there's a really fun scene yeah. on the train where they're trying to escape the assassin character. And, like, they're, you know, that's like the start of the bickering back and forth. But then, yeah. like, two scenes later, they're around a campfire and just, like, connecting on every single level. And you're like, this is a bit convenient. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sudden, sudden change. Yeah, from- yeah. Uh, uh, love heart eyes emoji. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he disappears for, like,. 40 minutes maybe yeah which then, is i don't know how many days in the film but... uh, yeah not not too long in the film but like 40 minutes is a lot of screen time i'm probably exaggerating but it felt like quite a long time yeah i remember during it we were i think there was a thought in both of our minds where we were like are we is he just gonna like is that just it yeah we thought is that he just gonna go it, yeah. yeah i but, forgot about uh, that yeah god but yeah, no, his um, and then there's the uh, the iconic hair cutting scene where they're like, we have to disguise you as like a peasant boy, Lord, and they give mm. him like this like sexy haircut, <laughs> like, and you just yeah. you're like, this is that's not what a peasant would have looked like. The trim was needed. Though. It was no, oh, it was needed. It was it was appreciated. It was needed. No fade, but. <laughs> but you know. What did you uh? What did you think of the action that was in this? Action, um, lot of lot of jujitsu. Oh yeah, and punching trees. I'm just trees. remembering <laughs> different parts now. Yeah, um, remember she's she's trying to get the corkscrew, and then at the end of the film, she finally lands this corkscrew yeah, move. The corkscrew move. <laughs> it's 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 okay. Like it's not shot bad. It definitely could have been worse, but it, it again it's serviceable. Like no, it's, yeah, 
I feel like I'm, <laughs> the, the most you're going to get out of this, if you go into this film and you just want to get out a fun, enjoyable time where you're not, you, you can kind of switch your brain off and just have a good time. I mean, you'll love it. Like, it, it's, it's really good for that purpose. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just, I'm just thinking about that scene where she she gets held under the water. Oh, yeah. That's the only one I can think of. I liked the the wink. That was, uh, <laughs> again, extra sass. Mm. I mean, the, the the action mainly came from Bowler Hat Man. <laughs> yeah, Assassin Boy. Who, who menacingly wore the Bowler Hat, may I add. <laughs> yeah, I've never um, seen... I've never been more scared of a Bowler Hat in my life. <laughs> mainly because I've never seen one worn in public. <laughs> um... Yeah, obviously, obviously, it's um, it's it's hard to believe that a fifteen, sixteen-year-old girl can overpower. Yes, these, yes, yeah. The this scary bowler hat man, despite <laughs> all the epic training montages. Yeah, that take place have. during the action sequences as well. Uh, yeah, like they're but... interspersed, which it can get a bit distracting. <clears throat> but for the most part, it's okay. Mm. But it is a, it is a, as you said, a young adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, so, f- the focus isn't yeah. on that. It's kind of an addition. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, let's talk about the uh, <laughs> let's talk about the end because I I have some things to say about the ending. Um, mm. I didn't really care about the twist about the grandma being the one that wanted him dead the whole time. Yeah. Because remember, um, they thought it was the uncle, but then they were like, "No, it's the grandma." Because <laughs> you're going to let long. women vote. <laughs> the if you think about it, the end was really long yeah because yeah. it, it kind of the part where he got sh- shot and everyone's like oh my god is he dead uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that happens it, yeah. uh, i don't know like maybe 20 minutes half an hour before yeah there's the still credits like... actually roll yeah 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 and then there's a lot of like there's a lot of likes you know because then we have there's a weird like sherlock and mycroft trying to track her down that weird like square place where there's you know like all the musicians and stuff and she's disguised yeah. as one and then we meet the mom which is like it was like what the whole film was about at the start but we meet the mom and it's i barely she's remember just there. It was, she's just there and says yeah sorry about leaving i'm I'm gonna leave again she's like cool <laughs> and then that's that's the end of it yeah um wasn't it trying it was wasn't it maybe trying to set up for like a number two possibly maybe i don't know like uh, yeah, I, I don't see them I being able to do that because getting the rights to a Sherlock Holmes film is fucking—it's a nightmare. So I don't see. But them there's so to go many, isn't there? Well, there's a no. There's is a, there not loads? Yeah, but most of them, if you look, are like from the from like you know the like eighties and even earlier than that. Because like nowadays, it's a nightmare. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So yeah, that assassin's fucking blind, isn't he? You can't <laughs> see shit. They're like they're like hiding in this hallway for I I use hiding very loosely. And they're just like they're against the wall and he's coming down the hallway. He can clearly see them and he just keeps missing. Yeah. Although, and then we and then we yeah. have the moment where the um what's his name again? Lord Tewksbury. Mr. Tewksbury. We have the bit where he sneaks that knight like chest armor plating <laughs> under his clothes somehow. Some... <laughs> so he survives getting shot by the grandma. Yeah. It, it, again, in a film that, in like a deeper film, that would piss me off. But again, it's a, it's a fun. You know what I mean? It really doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah. Over, overall, good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. I wouldn't say great, but it's it's good. It's really fun. Um, I did. I have. I did mention this to you the other day. 
I said I was going to hit you with some fun rating systems that we were going to use on this podcast. Ooh, fun. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, not but, fun. Uh, let, yeah, I'm sorry, yes. But <laughs> or is it going to be fun? Oh, it's it might be fun. Um, so I was thinking uh, what might just be better is just... Because nobody fucking cares about 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, that. No... <laughs> No one cares. Why we we ain't boring we... here at talking shit. We ain't we ain't fucking boring. Why don't we boring. write write on scorecards and hold them up and hold them up for the non-existent camera? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would say, um, the best way to describe it would be not shit and not great, but enjoyable. Not shit is also good. Not shit is also good. Positive. It's positive. How about hey, you? What are you? Uh... Well, well done, Harry Bradbeer and Nancy Springer. Well done, guys. You you made you made a bit of a banger. Please don't make another one. I I don't think you'll be able to, you know, do the same thing. <laughs> Pull off this masterpiece. <laughs> this fucking masterpiece. So um yeah, I guess now we talk about the film that uh we probably have a lot more problems with. <laughs> uh, project oh. yeah, Project Power. Um. Now this is what I was telling uh, I was telling Joe before this that um, you know uh, I had a few facts to drop on him about the directors and the writers that uh, I think would kind of upset him a little bit. So oh, the right, directors yeah. are a Mr. Henry Juiced and Juiced. Uh, yes, I'm he's, not making that up. Henry Juiced. He's juiced out of his head or something. He's 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 just he's juiced. You know he's juiced okay. Um, yeah, okay. And uh, Ariel Sh- Shulman, Ariel Shulman, Shulman, who is yeah. bro- who is the brother of uh, that Neve guy from Catfish? Oh, I yeah. believe. I think I'm getting okay. that right. If I get that wrong, no one cares. We have about twelve Siblings listeners. Never so, <laughs> um, yeah. so they made in 2010. They made Catfish, which is the documentary before the series, and it's yeah. really fucking good. Everything after that, they've made is kind of shit. They made Paranormal Activity 3 and 4. <laughs> which I haven't... I mean, don't go wrong, I haven't seen them. Oh, but, I haven't either, yeah, so... But I, but I doubt they're good. <laughs> Probably not. I doubt they're good. And a film I have seen is Nerve. Have you seen Nerve? No. Oh my god, it's trash. It's like people have to do, like, dares, and if they don't do the dares, they, like... Uh, like they try and like get to the police or something, then there's a big underground gang of like hackers that will track them down and kill. It's it's shit. Um, so so these atrocities that they've done are just <laughs> are just purely in in the media, in like films and TV. It's not any. I mean, they're not horrible people. But I imagine they're nice people oh, okay, behind the okay. scenes. I don't. No, I just meant yeah. The films, their filmography isn't great. Um. I was expecting then, some allegations. No, no, no. That's not uh, what I want to get into. <laughs> disappointed. Sorry, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then it's uh, written by this guy called uh, Matson Tomlin, who um, there's um, like no real... I think this is his... Not his first, but it's like his first big budget screenplay. And he right. is one of the main uh, writers for the new Batman starring Robert Pattinson. Uh. Robat, which kind of makes me worried about the film. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> There's two other writers. It'll be it'll be fine. Um. So yeah, Project Power. It's a film about a drug that gives you superpowers. No, not Compound V. 
No, that's no, that's not where they stood. No, or, or probably um, several. Well, definitely several other drugs in many other films. Yes, but I mean specifically because but... in the comics for the boys, it is a pill. Like Compound V can be taken as a pill that gives you powers for a little bit. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a. But yeah, Jamie Fox is this guy who uh, is a shrimp. <laughs> um and he's trying to track down the people who like stole his daughter and are using her to make this drug that gives people superpowers he's not actually a shrimp and his daughter is also not a shrimp no they are not actually we'll we'll probably get to that oh we will definitely get to that probably definitely (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh what did you think about this um i feel like you're more negative towards it than me definitely um you know, it's kind of just one of those superpower films that oh, it changes your life. It's a drug. Ah, oh my god, I, 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 I like it's it's nothing great, and yeah, it it probably what probably enhanced the viewing experience was watching and get with other people. Yes, well, obviously. I mean, we watched, it, we watched it together and with another friend, and uh, yeah, it, well, Chris. I don't get me wrong, yeah, I um, who <laughs> you may see on here at some point. Uh, probably we'll probably lock him up and force him to do this with us. Yeah, but yeah, um, it was it was. Don't get me wrong, I had fun watching it, but the film itself, as as a, a student of film, if you will, I I just can't. Um, yeah, I can't like just sit back and go. It's unlike a Nola Holmes, which is like you know nothing special, but also just kind of fun. This is like nothing special. Full stop. <laughs> just, it's just like I didn't even find it that fun. It's a bit like if I was not watching this with you guys, I definitely would have turned it off halfway through. Like, it. Mm. I just don't find it that interesting. The camera work there's... is very sloppy. Yeah, there's parts that definitely test you. Yeah, mm, yeah. It, it, it's weird though because there's there's good. You know, there's a couple. Oh, there's of good some good names. stuff in there. Don't you? Oh, like good. Na- yeah, there's. I mean, I Jamie, Jamie Fox and G- Big. Joseph. Yeah, Joseph they're, do, they're both Murphy. doing... I don't think any of the actors in this film are doing a bad job at all. I just think what they're given isn't that great. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Machine Gun Kelly's in this, which yes. I had to check with you before I made the note about it because I wasn't uh, sure. Um, I, I, yeah, when I saw him, I was like, Machine Gun Kelly! <laughs> um, and then he died. Even though I'm not really a fan. But... <laughs> yeah, when he died, I know. I just want to point this out to everybody. I know little to nothing about Machine Gun Kelly, but I don't like him. I just look at him you're and correct. I don't like him. <laughs> so when he died, I was like, I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> it plays a character called Newt. Oh God, and, is that his um, name? <laughs> yeah, and instead of spitting fire bars. He just shoots it from his hands instead. <laughs> what did it, he like? He, his, his entire power. body sets on fire, doesn't it? Yeah. So he's like, he's, he's like he's, a human torch, but he's scared. a human representation of the flame emoji, <laughs> <laughs> which you can use to describe. Um, I think that I think favorite, that was probably your the favorite notes. tracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he dies, and that's great. Uh, yeah. There's a there's the girl in this who is an aspiring rapper. I mean, it's cringe o'clock. It's um, it's very much cringe o'clock. Yeah, I, I made I made a little note. Oh, and it's rapping girl equals Robin, just so we can refer to her as a proper name. Oh, is that actually is that the note you made? 
Um, well, her name's, one of them. Her name's Robin. Yeah, so we cool. I don't know. Otherwise, we'd just be saying, yeah, wrapping well, I was girl. just going to say that, oh, mind you, there is his daughter as well. Yeah, there's like lots of moments throughout this film where they try and say to her like, Oh, you want you want to be a rapper? Well, you're gonna have to spit some bars for me. And she's <laughs> and like, "Yo, obligatory freestyle." <laughs> yeah, and like, and Jamie Fox is like testing her with words to rhyme, and she keeps doing them. He's like, "Damn!" <laughs> like, yeah, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very. He silly. actually says, "Damn," or <laughs> something along. Those I'm pretty lines. sure it's a two-syllable "damn." Um, <laughs> damn. It's kind of cringe, especially the moment where she kind of daydreams about stepping up to like a school teacher and spitting hot bars on him to demolish him. Yeah, yeah. It's the very te- the teacher. The teacher steps to her like, um, "You want to be a rapper, what's... fool? What are you going to do with your life? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're shit. You're trash." <laughs> that was the exact line. Yeah, <laughs> you're trash, and then, Brock. And then in her mind, a freestyle ensues. But in reality, she's just silent and just leaves the class. Uh, in reality, if she if she tried that, um, she would have lost the rap battle to the teacher. Yeah, she he actually. would have he would have out of nowhere kind of <laughs> come come out and just spit even more fire bars. <laughs> it would have made Machine Gun Kelly jealous. Yeah, MGK. <laughs> I will say in this though, unlike Enola Holmes, the action in this, though it's often framed very weirdly. It's it's a lot more enjoyable and kind of hard hitting. Like there's a moment where mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is like a police officer who uses the drug that they're trying to like you know track down and stop to like you know um, <laughs> like be you know superhero uh, police uh, man. And there's yeah. a point where there's this great shot where like he gets like shot in the side of the cheek and it's like slow motion. It's all rippling and just that would like like a, a lot of the times the cinematography is just kind of average and a bit dull but in some of these action yeah. sequences they actually kind of try some really cool stuff that was actually to the film's credit quite engaging i will say yeah yeah uh, uh, I, I do want to talk about that that whole scene with the um invisible, invisible man yes yes robbing he, he was robbing a bank wasn't he Yes, he was Which robbing is, a bank. You know, what, nude. Else, what else are you? What else are you going to do as an invisible man? Anything that isn't going in the women's bathroom in the boys. Yeah, um, but but yeah. So he, the man is invisible. He's he's naked. Yes. So it, it's not like anything he touches is invisible. Also, yeah. And yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, the um, police police, police um, officer. Who actually is clad in the standard issue uniform <laughs> of American of a... police officers, which is <laughs> it's like apparently... a basketball jersey. Uh, yeah, an American football jersey. Apparently, <laughs> he, he 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 doesn't take it off. Yeah, he never takes it off at any point in the film. Pretty much, apart from I when he's half naked, half naked in someone's house. But you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he is. But, uh, yeah, but before yeah. he gets in the house, he's still wearing the jersey. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his. That's his <laughs> uniform, pretty much. His his uh, distinctive look. But yeah, like this this r- running chase scene. Actually, he wasn't running. The, the invisible he was, guy was running, running after but him, then... but he was on a bike. The invisible yeah, guy was he on, got a bike. on a bike. But the main thing I think about is he's carrying these bags the whole the whole time. So yes. it's just like floating bags. And at one point, he gets onto a he get he gets onto a tram. And oh yeah, he does. Yeah, he gets onto a tram, and he just sits down normal and there's no reaction to <laughs> yeah, no. anyone on the tram. <laughs> yeah, everybody around is like as if nothing, like, yeah, just another day. 
yes, floating bags, you know. <laughs> nice. And then he tries to open one, like, shoots, uh, like, all of the... I've seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I should know about this. Where, you know, that they put, is... like, a powder in it that, like, shoots yeah. out of it when you try to open it. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, Which, uh... he, can, he can now be seen. Yeah. Even though... There are still floating bags. Yeah, but yeah, nobody thinks it's that weird on the tram. Yeah, you're right. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and then I mean, it just ends in a alleyway. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, and that's when he gets shot in the face. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, as much like, see, that is again. It's like there's a there's a few scenes like that that are quite enjoyable, but then there's also just I just had a lot of problems with like. This whole idea of, like, a drug that gives people superheroes, I appreciate that they wanted to tell a smaller story, but for me it just feels like... It feels like it wants to tell a smaller story, but also at the end of it they kind of take down the entire drug-running cartel, so that feels like, you know, too big of a thing for this smaller-scale story. I think I would have preferred it if it was just... Like, kind of like a John Wick thing, where, like, some, like, gangsters who are, who have things to do with this drug have, like, kidnapped his daughter because they realise she can be used, she naturally has superpowers, so they can use her for, like, the drug and, like, tests and stuff. I mm. think I would have preferred if it was altogether a smaller scale, because there's a certain point where suddenly you realise you're going into the finale, and, like, you're like, oh, okay, and then everything just turns really large scale, and it's kind of, it's kind of daunting, like, it just, I feel like it just, it would have been better a more small scale throughout, you know what I mean? Yeah, actually. I, yeah, because all of a sudden they go to this, like, it's a big like boat, a, like isn't a, it? Yeah, like a harbor compound type thing, and then they go on to like go onto this boat where, um, what like is the, the drug the is being like, made yeah. there, isn't it? Oh, it's being made, right? Yeah, and yeah, and it's just like um, American, um, American football jersey man, <laughs> Mr. Um, Levitt, a pistol shrimp guy, <laughs> shrimp <laughs> man, Jamie Fox. And... Oh yeah, oh no, oh no! They go to yeah because they go to. He's already kidnapped, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. go to save his daughter, which he's been trying to do the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's um let's finally get around to in case anybody is here who hasn't seen Project Power has no fucking clue what we mean when we keep saying shrimp stuff. Let's um <laughs> let's talk about the shrimp. Situation. Oh yeah, you should probably like explain. Yes, all they, right. they explain I, the powers at the end, don't yes. they, and what they're so from. So, the powers are... Uh, there's a big scene where they're kind of... It's halfway through the film, because they... At first, all you need to know is that it's a drug that gives you superpowers. But then, halfway through, they kind of explain that these actually... They're all kind of based around traits of different animals. Yeah, they, so, they try and explain science. Yes, it's the science of this fake uh, drug. Which, which yeah. I'm pretty sure Should be now avoided, I think about really, it. But, yeah. Yes, definitely. But I'm pretty sure at this point, now that I actually think about it, that's probably been thrown in to cover up the fact that this is basically ripping off the Compound V. You know what I mean? They probably had to put this scene in to be like, no, it's different. This is from animals. You know what I mean? I don't know that for sure, but I kind of uh, get that I, vibe. I don't think so, because it's such a, like, you know, dr- having a drug that gives you powers is such a, like, it's it's generic. Well, yeah, I mean, but it is convenient that this has come out around when the boys have, you know, suddenly taken off in really popular, yeah. like, fashion. Yeah, they might, yeah. That's just sure, my yeah. theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, basically, there's a point where Jamie Foxx's character, Mr. Shrimpman, is, uh, tied up, and the main bad guys are, like, doing the classic, we won't kill you, we'll just keep you here, because what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> did, did, did they, they explain, um... no. No, okay. They, they, they didn't explain their secret I think maybe evil plan. <laughs> there might have been a thing that was like, where they were like, yeah, we're going to use you for the drug again. And it's like, why? You got out like, whatever. 
It's dumb. Yeah. Dumb bad guy, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, so he's locked in there with one guard and he's trying to intimidate the guard and be like, yo, you don't know how dangerous I am. You got to let me out. <laughs> and he tells this story about this shrimp. He's like, it's like, it's underwater and it's down so deep that you can't even see anything. And what it does is it moves at like a ridiculous, it moves at such a ridiculous speed that all of the like water around it like burns up and it gets mm. to a ridiculous like degree of temperature. I, yeah, I think I think he, the, the key bit that made it funny to me is that he he said, "Oh, are you he asks the guy, "What do you think my animal is?" Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you you might you might have thought I I would say uh, a great white shark or, or like a tiger, a nasty grizzly bear." <laughs> oh yeah. Or some, something like that. And then he just goes into that explanation. Yeah, but in the and... first... I remember, yeah, the reason it's so funny is because the first thing he says is like, No. Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shrimp, baby. I'm a shrimp. And the funny thing is that without even explaining that he means like a deadly shrimp, like this really, you know, um, like incredible animal that can cause such destruction, the guy still looks at him like, Ooh. <laughs> like he's Like he's scared. He thought he was going to turn into like a delicious entree and he'd be forced to eat him. Like, oh no. But yeah, yeah. and then, so um, the big finale of the film, they're all surrounded and they're trying to escape. And Jamie Foxx is, and everybody's like, Jamie Foxx, your power's too, it's too dangerous, you can't take that pill. And he's like, but i got to save you guys. I've got my daughter back and I'm immediately going to sacrifice myself for her. And, um... Classic. And then he takes the he takes the pill, and we have this moment where it's just Jamie Fox on the like on the um, the main bit of the ship, just going ah, <laughs> like everything. Yeah, he's he's yeah, just he screaming just, for like yeah, he's, three he's minutes. He's just screaming, and everything sets on fire, but not the characters right next to him who are the good guys. And oh, I'm like, yeah. so, I'm like, how can he control that? Because didn't they mention the whole point that he shouldn't have taken the drug? Is that he he's too dangerous, didn't he? Wasn't there something about how he accidentally killed his wife or something? I don't remember. There was something about yeah, how he accidentally because, hurt someone he loved. Yeah, because apparently the what this pistol shrimp does, like the energy that it creates, yeah, like the reaction or whatever, it like um, burns everything around. Yeah, but it's it's supposedly the the same temperature as the surface of the sun. Yes, they do say that, or if if not hotter, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you'd expect everything would just be vaporized like even the on ship. the whole ship. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. I remember you pointing that out, yeah. That is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have the big thing where they're like, they reveal that his daughter's power is to like heal the injured. So she heals Jamie Foxx. And then as Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like taking them away in like a submarine, he's like, oh, by the way, I got shot. Do you mind just... And she's like, oh, sure. And <laughs> she, like, she yeah. heals him too. And it's a big throwaway. And then, yeah. you know classic we're gonna set up a sequel that will probably never happen and uh yeah that's yeah. the um that's the film mm. so yeah, um because because the the deal with the um jamie fox's daughter in it is she was the first naturally born yes that's it she superhero. was born with the with the powers yeah yeah like because, unintentionally because, yeah yeah but but jamie fox he was he was a soldier wasn't he and he was tested on um with this like an early iteration of this drug yeah yeah and, and, yeah. and then she, she, his daughter got um kidnapped from him basically yeah yeah to have a test done or whatever yeah and yeah she was like naturally born but like there's there's a the the hint of it i remember like she walks past some like dead plant and it comes back to life and i i remember saying to you at the time i was like she's gonna fucking 
he's gonna sacrifice himself and they're gonna do a, a death fake out and then and you and i remember you were like oh, i don't know and then i was i remember it happened and i like i've never been more excited in my life i think i jumped and was like i fucking told you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so yeah that's uh that's project power you know to be honest as we've been talking about it i have kind of realized that there are actually more things I remember about it that are actually kind of... Like, that Invisible Man chase is actually really fun. And it's actually filmed. Yeah. There's, like, a few interesting, like, GoPro shots they use as well, but it doesn't feel, like, cheesy. Like, it kind of adds to, like, the frantic nature of the chase. Yeah. I, I will say, it is dumb. And unlike Enola Holmes, where you can, you know, if you want to switch your brain off, you can. I feel like in this, it's a lot harder to switch your brain off. But I will say, watching it with friends and just making fun of it, I, I think it's a good time. But don't watch it by yourself, especially if you, uh, like me, like really care about film because you'll just get annoyed. <laughs> uh, yeah, but watch. It. I've said this before, but um, what like I feel like watching any film with like you and like Brad and Chris or our, yeah our other friends. Um, it, like even if it's dog shit. It's enjoyable because. Well, yeah, that's just because you can just shit on the thing the whole time. Yeah, but but yeah. It, yeah, it, no. so I mean, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, I'm. That's why I'm trying to come at this as like an objective. Like, I don't want to give like a film a good. Like, I don't want to recommend it to anyone listening to this and then they go watch it by themselves. Like, I want to have that thing of like the enjoyment I did get out of it was because friends were there. Like, I probably would have hated Project Power if I watched it by myself. I probably wouldn't have even finished it. I probably would have seen the Invisible yeah. Man chase and gone, "That's quite fun," and then you know just given up because everything after that for me at least is yeah so uh again uh if i had to rate this film based on a rating system we haven't made yet so i'll just give you a phrase i would say uh shit but with friends <laughs> not shit question mark you know i'm actually just gonna say numbers i'll go on then go on then be boring be six. boring Boo. Six. actually no um yeah go on don't yeah go on give us a phrase a strong six to a light seven. Oh, nah, six actually. <laughs> mid- middle, mid- middle six, because it th- there's nothing really interesting. No, um, there's there's a um, there's a surprise quote in quotes celebrity appearance, <laughs> but also you've got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, he's who great. Who I like so. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's know. great. And you know, um, Jamie Foxx is cool as well. Yeah, so... yeah, Jamie Jamie Fox. He's doing a good job. I just think the script, yeah, as I said before, is you know kind of trash. But uh, so yeah, that's um, if you haven't seen it, maybe get drunk with friends and watch it. Because what else are you gonna do? There's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, our last film that we want to talk about, he's also in uh, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yay! What a great film! Oh my god! It's just, I know you think the same as me, but it's fantastic. It's really good. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic. Tension, drama. Oh, yeah. It's you know. it's one of the best courtroom dramas I've ever seen in my life. I feel like courtroom dramas, I think I said to you while we were watching it, is like, it's kind of my guilty pleasure. Like, it's one of those things I don't watch a lot of, but when I do see a courtroom drama, even if it's not that great, I just love that setting for a film, you know what I mean? Yeah, what was that um, series that you mentioned, the, the British one? on netflix where it's just in a interrogation room oh know, um criminal yeah yeah criminal's a bit different from this because it's interrogations but the tension yeah I, I feel like yeah just anything to do with the 
justice system in terms of a you know like um like trying to interview suspects or yeah like courtroom stuff i i just love all of that so mm. but i know that my bias aside to these kinds of films you also agree with me that it's just fantastic yeah man and i think i can tell you why cuz is it is written and directed by legendary screenwriter aaron sorkin who uh, i know yes. you uh, yeah i know you don't know <laughs> But um, I'm just going to give you I'm just going to give you a a quick IMDb that's going to make you very happy. So he wrote The Social Network, which I believe he won his Oscar for. I think he won an Oscar for a film, and I think it was Social Network. Um, yeah, that's very good. If it's not, I don't care. Um, yeah, it's a great film. Uh, he also did Molly's Game, which I don't think you've seen, but it's it's also really good. Mm-hmm. And the number one film that's going to make you go, oh fuck yeah. He wrote Moneyball. You. Yes. Brad we are. Pitt yes, and we Fat are Man. probably gonna do an entire episode on just Moneyball, guys, because. Woo! We watched it recently. It's fucking sick. But that's neither here nor there. This is only his second directorial debut. Not directorial debut. Sorry. Only the second film that he's directed. Um, the first one was Molly's Game, uh, back in seventeen, and this is his second that he's written and directed. I think this is better than Molly's Game, to be honest, but. Um, not that Molly's game is that bad, but yeah, the cast. Woo! We have uh, Eddie Redmayne, Sasha. Am I? I always say his name. Is it Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah, yeah. That's his name. I always say. I always end up saying something wrong. But yeah, we have Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, we have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We have Michael Keaton. Um. Whoever the guy is that plays the judge is also an actor who I should remember his name, but he's great. Everyone across the board is fan fucking tastic in this Frank film. Frank Langella or Langella? Yes, Lang- Langella. Judge. No, Langella. I think I don't know, but um, yeah. Oh, it's just. I mean, just yeah. I'll let you talk for a bit because fuck me, it's great. It's good. It's good. Um... <laughs> no worries. No worries. <laughs> but yeah, no. So. I think uh, we don't have as much to say about this film because there's less to make fun of and just more to just appreciate. Yeah, there's nothing to. Um, yeah, there's no real. Because really. what what are we gonna joke about? What are we gonna like? <laughs> this 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 uh this when the justice system was fucking rigged. <laughs> it's like no, it's it's you you get pissed off because it's rigged against the good guys, and that's the whole point of it. It feels very much like Moneyball where, you know, it's a film about the system being rigged against you even if, no matter how good your intentions are of doing, you know, doing something right, you mm-hmm. it, ultimately the system just tries to crush you and and like Moneyball, it almost does, but they yeah, just we don't know a lot about the true story because neither of us you know, a big history buffs. Um, and we're, but, also, um, we're also young guys. We are also young, cool, and hip guys. We, we, we weren't alive in 1969. I mean, you weren't, but... Uh, oh. <laughs> I was uh, I was knocking about in my previous life. No. Um, <laughs> so, um, one, yeah. One thing I, will I do s- want to say... Oh, sorry, go on. Is, thinking about it, seeing as there's seven people on trial... Um, yes. I think all of them, like all of the characters, they they they're not neg- like neglected at all. No, yeah, you get a they're, lot of you get like parts and and bits with each with each character. Mm. Um, so yeah, not like it's like, and they're all told in really interesting ways. Like the the way the film starts, I think we talked about this. I love the opening to this film where like 
It um, I'm pretty sure it. it I, from what I remember, it opens with a lot of like real stock footage about um, you know, the kind of tensions going into the whole Chicago situation and about you know the war and the Vietnam War I should say for anyone who for some don't don't right I know I said before that we're spoiling films and that you know who cares on Netflix but seriously don't let us spoil this one I know it's based on a true story but go see it it's well don't go see it just watch it it's great mm-hmm. um but you yeah, know and then we cut like it's kind of in like an aspect ratio that kind of resembles like old film and then bang we're like thrown into this really fast-paced, jumping-back-and-forth introduction of all the characters, and we get their motivations for why they're going to this um, Chicago Mm. protest and all this. And, like, we kind of get little character beats that are going to be explored further on. And it's just great. Like, it's fun. It's engaging. It's... And the whole film just keeps that pace. Like, it's mm. great. That That is probably the reason why I feel that way, just because of the opening. Yeah, yeah. It really you, draws think, you in, doesn't it? I think you, you spend about, like, two minutes with each each um group of people and it's funny because you have these seven you have these seven people who are um all completely different yeah but they're also broadly you know they're they're fighting for the same thing well yeah 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 yeah. because yeah because we haven't actually said like what it's about well yeah but i mean like i feel like you know that i mean we didn't know what it, it was about and that didn't really matter like it didn't mm. detract from the film well, it's it's kind of like anti like um drafting and vietnam war basically it's basically you know that's that's it well yeah but like that's only like everything's explained in that opening like everything you need yeah to get the like the yeah situation going on but yeah no so um i did have one thing i wanted to talk to you about where what did you think about the ending of the film because we've watched quite a few very recently we've watched quite a few films based on real events and like like moneyball for example and um, I think one of the things, one of the problems we have with films based on, like, well, just biopics, let's say. Um, one of the problems we have is that because, obviously, life isn't like a film, life isn't as exciting as films, generally speaking, and they don't have the, you know, the ups and downs and the, the, way, the way narrative works isn't the way life works, is what I'm trying to say. And the problem that it can have when you do, like, a great biopic is that Everything leading up to the ending can be incredible, like you can take liberties, but the ending has to be what happened, and a lot of the times, a lot of times, and um, this happens with both Moneyball and Trial of Chicago 7, you just kind of have a really satisfying kind of ending that leaves something open, but then just text that kind of explains what happens, and it it Mm. feels like it falls a bit flat, but also... That didn't detract from the film, I think, for me. It just kind of felt a bit annoying to be like, oh, we're still doing this cliche. But then again, I don't have any other better way to do it. So I'm complaining, but not giving solutions. Mm. I remember feeling the same about the ending, but I, d- I did watch the ending again. He, where he starts... Listing off they, on they, the names. Yeah, they like oh, they so basically win, the, win, kind of win they the like, case. They, they, they lose the case in terms of... Like, they end up going to prison, but they yeah. win the case in terms of the public perception moral. of it. But yeah, they, like, they, the, they, they get the moral, moral. victory. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Um, And it's kind of... I, I, I quite like it now, like, looking back at it, because um, Eddie Redmayne's character, he was the most, like, conformist all the way through. Yeah, yeah, and it is it's a kind nice of at the end, around. he... He's like standing, standing up. Well, um, yeah, I really enjoy the whole like the judge that's been an asshole the whole film, like going like, "Hey, you've been the, you know, you've been the best guy, you know, even when ev- yeah. none of them stood for the judge, you still did." 
Um, you know, I'm gonna let you give an. <clears throat> I'm gonna let you have this final statement if you promise to make it like short and you know not talk politically. And Eddie Redmayne's like, oh, okay, and then he just lists off all the soldiers throughout. It is that is such a feel good moment where everybody like stands clap. Even Joseph Gordon Levitt like stands. Uh, who's the opposing lawyer? Who's like been the yeah. one that's doomed them pretty much? But uh, it's so powerful, it's so yeah. powerful. And that mixed with at the end where you've got um, Sasha Baron Cohen's um, hippie hippie character, and all the way through he's been, you know, this jokey guy not taking anything seriously. Yeah, and kind of, and kind of yeah. shit talking. Um, he's always kind of spurring on. Um, fucking Eddie Redmayne's character he's always kind of clashing with him the whole way through yeah but at the, but at the end we we kind of realize or you know we 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 basically realize that he's not you know he's oh, fuck <laughs> i know you try to say like he there is a there's a moment where like he they kind of have a mutual understanding where he realizes that Sasha Baron Cohen's like read all of his books and like all of his studies and they actually kind of are more alike than Eddie Redmayne realizes. Yeah, they're they're alike, but they they tackle it. They t- they come they about it in different it. ways. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not actually this stupid, like jokey hippie guy. He's actually like very he's actually, clever, he ends... and he takes the stand at the end. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Eddie um, Eddie Redmayne's big enough to realize that there's incriminating evidence against him, so that would just absolutely destroy him if he went on the stand. And he's big enough to realize that Sasha Baron Cohen is actually the better person to give that to be on the stand and mm-hmm. it's just really it's this really great moment i just that's another thing i want to just quickly talk about is that fucking scene where like where eddie redmayne they put him in air quotes put him on the stand you know because he wants to be on so his mm-hmm. lawyers are like well come on then let's see what would happen yeah. and that's like how we find out what happened to them in the riots the main reason that they're at fault not at fault but like you know the reason that there's a case against them yeah, it's so like shit, his monologue. It's incredible. I know it's not really a monologue because the, you know, the lawyer is like you know kind of leading the conversation. But Eddie Redmayne is fantastic in that scene. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I was I did, really bought in. I remember. I don't know if I'm remembering incorrectly, but I thought you said at the start when we started watching the film that you didn't like Eddie Redmayne that much. Yeah, I well, I um, <laughs> I was kind of joking and saying that, like, um, I hate him in Les Mis. <laughs> and it's nothing against him. I right, don't actually yeah. like the film of Les Mis that much. Mm. But he kind of annoys me in that film. And it's nothing about him. It's just that character pisses me off. <laughs> right, so yeah. I was joking about it. I've never thought he's a bad actor at all. Like, I just think yeah. he's in a lot of kind of middling stuff. I haven't seen The Theory of Everything. I'm going to now. <laughs> uh, but I've oh, seen, yeah. like, the, you know, the Fantastic Beast films, which are... Mm. you know mm. the first one's okay second one is dog shit um but yeah he is just any kind of seriousness that would have been behind that joke is completely gone he is blew me out of the fucking water incredible yeah incredible performance uh, i don't think anyone is bad yeah no, no one's, one's bad no in one's this bad. yeah everyone's great even to down to the smallest role they're really great like there's yeah. so many moments that just hit so hard and you're not even thinking it's not even like the you know you can't even argue that well oh it's because it's based on a real thing because one neither neither me or you know about what actually happened in the courtroom but and Mm. two like this would be so powerful that like the moment where i feel so bad forgetting the character's name but the 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 black panther guy 
not the Bobby, superhero. Bobby Seal. Bobby Seal, yes. Who he's he? I wish he had more lines. I know the whole point is that he keeps getting shut down, but he's incredible in the film. Like he's actually one of the best actors in the whole film. I mean, yeah, as we said, yeah. everyone's great, but he's great. And there's that scene where they like like gag him and then bring him back in. It's so the entire courtroom goes quiet and you fucking feel it. Like yeah, it's horrible. Like oh man. Yeah, because you've got the judge um, who Julius he's just Hoffman. like I warned him. Yeah, and. Ah, oh, it's yeah. even, it's, even... It's, it's kind of battling with you know, because um, he's an old guy, he 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 might be slightly racist and yeah. Even though he says it's the first time, he's like, this is the first time anyone's ever tried to suggest that I'm racist. It's like, yeah, I in, bet in my own courthouse. Blah, blah, yeah, and blah, it's blah, like, blah. yeah, right, yeah, I bet I'm getting that vibe off you, you dick. Yeah, um... but yeah, no, even like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, even you know, like the opposition are like you fucking gagged a man like and he's you know yeah. and even on top of that you gagged like a black man and let all the white people who were doing ju- you know who were being just as disruptive you know yeah. just be yeah it, and they're it, like it does you don't build. realize what you're doing it does properly build though as well yeah, because in, yeah. in basically the first proper scene of of um like in the courthouse you know from the start there's um conflict and it just builds and builds and builds yeah, to yeah. That, and then, where, oh, and when like I don't know. sorry go on i don't know just where it, it comes to that point where he's wheeled in, um, bound and gagged, and yeah. y- you can like f- you can feel the atmosphere in the courtroom. Yeah, well, I, I was gonna say that's the thing that like I think the bit before that, like you know when he's like, "Yo, take him into this room and deal with him," and that silence that yeah. falls over, and you just and see you... like Joseph Gordon-Levitt like twitching, and everyone in the audience just so, yeah, 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 yeah. and the judge is so like, mm, "Well, there's nothing yeah. wrong here." You can like hear scufflings in the background. Yeah, and... yeah, but no dialogue. Like, yeah, so it, that's kind of where um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character he kind of he like turns around a little bit, changes. He? Yeah, because there's there's don't the lawyers they all go to the judge and have like a private that's, conversation. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. Yeah, well, like he comes up and even Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, do you not realise what you've just done? This is awful. Yep. And he's the one trying to defeat them all, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I I thought we wouldn't have... I mean, we didn't have, you know, funny things to say about this, but... You yeah, know, we, we, uh, it's, it's annoying because... It's just good, like it's it's, it's just so really good. good. Yeah, I, I'm sorry if you know this last one wasn't you know was kind of dicking around and making <laughs> poop jokes, but um, <laughs> it's it's a, it's an incredible film. Just just watch it, like it's incredible. Um, yeah. So um, if I had to give this a rating, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna use a. F- I'm not. It's not worth using a silly phrase. This is. For me, it's a ten out of ten. I I really think everything everything works. Everything hits. Like you, t- you go through the ups and the downs. You feel like you feel like you're in there. You know, you feel like you're like you're like with them. Like it's just one. Of th- I think you know what? No, it is the best courtroom drama I've ever seen. Mm. I will happily say that. It's really good as well. It's it's a Netflix film. Yeah, and they've got all these pe- They've got all these huge people, and it's really good. You would think because they're in like a ridiculous amount of debt like in the billions you'd think they wouldn't be able to get them but they can <laughs> oh yeah they are they are yeah. a huge amounts of debt yeah, ne- netflix's plan to like get out of debt is like we'll just keep digging this hole until the people who were trying to collect the debt from us can't see us anymore <laughs> yeah because with with netflix oh, by this God. point 
everyone everyone has got it and it's yeah, just ev- like it's yeah, like everyone a paycheck who's gonna get it has got it you know yeah, it's mean? like a paycheck every month it's not like you're going to invest in some kind of I, new I le- thing like the a- only way they could make this back would maybe be through advertising but i don't see them doing that like i just and they could try but i feel like a lot of people would call bullshit <laughs> oh, shit as of the end of March, Netflix reported $14.7 billion in debt. Fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous! Oh my nice. god. So, uh, don't invest in Netflix, guys. <laughs> don't, uh, don't invest in Netflix. Although... No! <laughs> this... Yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, we're uh, we're getting off topic. We're uh, as we're winding down. Yeah. Um, sorry. What would, what would you say? I mean, I know you probably just say ten out of ten as well. But yeah, what uh, what are you giving the film? I'll give it a fucking sick out of ten. I thought you were gonna say six. I was gonna slap you. Sick. Nice. I give good. it good. You know, I no, give it no, a... it's not good. Uh, yeah. It, it, go you know, a number that is high. Not nine. Nine out because of ten. Because I, I I I don't wanna give anything a ten. Just, Ooh. You know. Yeah, I, I am. No, it's unattainable. Care. Bro, I'm giving it 10 out of 10. I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I respect that. I respect <laughs> it. Mainly because maybe at some point I will figure out our actual rating system. So this might be the only 10 out of 10 I give. <laughs> yeah. And why not? It, this film deserves it. So, yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys. This uh, this went longer than we thought. We were, we're looking to do, on average, about you know, hour-long shows, uh, maybe less. But uh, we just had so much to say about, um, more. well, more than we thought we would have to say about Trial of Chicago 7, which I don't know how I didn't predict that because it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, thanks for uh, listening. Next week, something. We'll, we'll talk about something. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening, guys. This has uh, been Talking Shit. Talking Shit. Talking Shit. Uh and uh, if you're interested in the kind of things uh, and opinions that we have, uh, maybe go check out my YouTube channel, Let's Talk About Some Shit, where there's nothing on there yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I'm working on a uh, analysis of Umbrella Academy, which uh, I highly recommend you check out if you just really like going really in depth about film and TV, because I, I go in there. I, I love that show. Right um, in there. I'd go right in there. <laughs> All the way. <laughs> All the way, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and also we're going to be doing videos with me and Joe uh, where hey, we bro. do more about this, but kind of shortened where we talk about films. That's going to be a lot more heavily based on comedy, whereas this is just our you know general thoughts and musings. Very relaxed. It's just chill. It's just chill. It's just man. chill here. We'll be a bit more on our game <laughs> on the uh, on the channel let's say so yeah um thanks for listening and uh yeah we'll um we'll see you around guys cheers bye bye bye